Welcome to Crest in partnership with Elusive, and actually, welcome also to the Grumpy Surfer podcast and the Pagans channel. This is producer Dodd of Crest, but this week we're pushing the button on a three-way crossover episode. There's no room for rivalries in surf podcasting, only friendships and allegiances. So to celebrate that, we've teamed up this time to make a joint episode, which will be going out on all three of the participants' platforms. For this chat between Tom and Rhino from Crest, Ads Lyson, also known as the Grumpy Surfer, and the Pagans... Pat Langton-Dark, Logan Nickel, and Callum Thomas, we've chosen a range of topics, but the focus is generally on the international pro surfing scene and the ways which you up-and-coming surfers from these shores can find a place in that world. There's some great insight into what makes the pagans tick, and as usual, Ads has thrown in some great words of wisdom himself. Before we start, can I just alert you to what's going to happen in terms of Crest episodes after today? We've gone and picked up one more bonus guest for November the 1st, as Rhino, Rob and I found ourselves at The Wave in Bristol with Gabriel Davis last week, an opportunity not to be missed. After that, we're finishing season two with a video edition interview with another all-time Welsh legend. Between now and the end of the season, though, we're also going to release a single. Yes, you heard me right. By popular demand, we are putting the finishing touches to the full-length version of our main theme tune, Punks of Harlech, which will be available on iTunes and Spotify. So when that comes out, if you could like, share, subscribe and add it to various playlists to help us out, that would be much appreciated. Details to follow. However, for this episode, we've re-recorded the usual Crest theme as an homage to the Grumpy Surfer. Enjoy! Welcome to the Grumpy Surfer Podcast and the Crest Podcast, and I've been waiting to say this for a long time, in pi- paid partnership paid with partnership. Elusive. How <laughs> are we, lads? We all right? All yeah, good. good. Very all good. Okay, I've got three questions that I'm going to start everything off with, We're going straight into the deep end. So the three questions are, to you, Pat, yeah. how are you? Good, good. You? Very good, mate. Have you surfed today? Uh, yeah, after work, had a quick surf at a local reef. Wasn't great, but I was on my own. It's yeah, fine. and what have you done today? Uh, just been in work. That's about it. Is that, is that about <laughs> it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did so really elaborated on that, didn't you? Would <laughs> <laughs> you? Oh, yeah, right, sorry. Logan? Yeah. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. What have you done today? Um, actually spent a lot of time with my family today, which is really nice, yeah. I didn't surf. Right. I know your next question. <laughs> oh, I might be coming. Go with Rhino. Hey, Ads. Yeah, good day today. Uh, busy one. Getting prepared for tomorrow's podcast with a special guest. And uh, if I can say who it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, tomorrow we're up at the Wave in Bristol with Gabe Davis. So I've uh, been reading through a couple of scripts. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, that tomorrow with uh, presenting it with Rob Blythe. Nice. So. Uh, Looking forward to that. Another session at the way. Yes, indeed. We're on the, booked in for five o'clock. Producer Dodd is here with us and he's going to be on uh, with us, Gabe, Rob, myself, and we're going to be surfing the advanced setting on the yeah. right. So, uh, yeah, look out, Bristol. Not losing nice. any up, so I was having trouble if anything worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not losing any more fins then, though. Hopefully not. I'll have to go and look for my other one, which I lost last time. So Just go to the, uh, go to the lost and found box, apparently. <laughs> it should be in there by now. It's been, it's been long enough. It's been long enough. Tom? Oh, I, I, I'm stood behind the mic. Right, I have to just come in. Uh, so what have I been doing today? I've been in uh, teaching today. 
Yeah, and then uh, waiting for you guys to come around and making a birthday cake for ads. Well, <laughs> going to the shop to cut that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't make that. No, cake. I, 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 I got it from the shop, and it was. Uh, it was a pound. I have to say, <laughs> considering you do a podcast, you're leaning over these microphones like you've never done this before, which is, which is quite appealing. And then I'm going to try and get this right. It's Callum. Callum, same three questions to you. So, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. What have you been doing today? Uh, working. And have you surfed today? I haven't surfed today. I got home a bit late and then found out Pat went. <laughs> what about the swell that's just been recently running over the last few days and over the weekend, lads? Have we got in there or what? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Um, surfed a little secret little spot in Swansea, first thing, and then spent the rest of the day in Aberavon, which was pretty pumping. Didn't like the drop in tide, but it was real good. Yeah. Callum, what about you? Yeah, I surfed um, Aberavon with Pat, and then I surfed one of the beaches around by here. Got a uh, few good barrels, but the water made me feel it the next couple of days. <laughs> I've been drinking cans of Coke on tap since. Yeah, I was going to say, a top tip with that is just drinking loads of cans of Coke. Yeah. I, did a, I did a bit of a kayaking thing a, a while back, and one of the guys said to me, so you don't get Wales disease, just drink loads of Coke, so it washes you all out. What's Wales disease? I thought that that was... A, I was wondering whether that was a real thing, but it, it, apparently it is, isn't it? Yeah, because like, you, you can get super ill from it. It's when rats piss into the uh, rivers. Right, right, right. And, like, if you've got canals and stuff like that, it, they don't go anywhere, so it's quite yeah. stagnant. You've been in Aberavon, Carl, so... Yeah. <laughs> and stop, licking, stomach for you. <laughs> stop licking toilet seats, that's all I can say. <laughs> Logan, what about yourself, mate? Do you surf over the weekend? Yes, I managed to, actually went down your way, surf Croyd on Friday, just pumping out a full day of it, and then spent the rest of the weekend renting foamies to people who were watching other people have fun, <laughs> which is really good. It's like surfing just boomed at the minute, and it's still, the beach is so busy still, so um, yeah, didn't really surf much over the weekend, I just worked, so that's alright. I get it, I get in, I get in enough. The big man, Rhino, what about yourself, dude? So I didn't get in over the weekend, because I sort of did my uh, back in slightly, but I did surf on Saturday and I surfed in Rest Bay, um, which was pretty good. It was the uh, it was the beginning. It was pretty much the biggest day of the swell, the hurricane swell. Sam, wasn't it? That um, was Friday, was it? Yeah, Friday. was it? What time did it? Yeah, for Saturday, uh, Friday. So I surfed in Rest Bay. It was solid, um, and they were filming. Casualty down there, and I heard today that I might be on the yeah. casualty. So, yeah. so that was yeah. Apparently, there was one of the ways that uh, I caught at high tide. They managed to get, and you said you might have seen it. So oh, I look forward to seeing that anyway. So. Yes. You didn't pay for it. Uh, yeah, I'll have to go and see them. We well, get some royalties from it. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> actually, by the performance I put in, no, I'll have to be paying them for sure. But uh, no, it was good. It was a good swell. It was a really yeah. good swell. Don't think anyone did much work Friday. That's the main thing though, really, isn't it? I mean, like when those sort of swells come through, I think everybody that, you know, who's half a man themselves that surfs just, just gets in the water and I know pretty much, you know, I work, what, 10 minutes from the beach from, from Croydon and Saunton and as soon as anything yeah. comes through, pretty much everyone knows that if I'm not answering the phone and on the computer or in the gym, yeah, oh yeah. I'm in the water somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling them where I'm going either. Yeah. That's but the thing it. is, that swell was on Magic Series for about a week before, at least five days for sure. And because yeah. uh, I surfed a week, and I think I remember Brad Hocker saying, "Because oh, have you seen the swell for next Friday?" It's like it's ages away. Yeah. And it was like, but and it, and it stayed, me, I never looked that far because I'm like, it's gonna change. Yeah. The wind's gonna go onshore yeah. or something. 
But it, it, it was pretty much bang on, that yeah. swell, wasn't it? The only shame was the big tides. Yeah, that really killed it, didn't it? Yeah. Well, there's another big one coming through in the end of next week as well. It looks uh, promising, but the winds are quite westerly. So. I say a bit of wind swell to it, isn't it? Yeah, it's good find, those, find those little secret spots, I reckon. Yeah, well, yeah. London. <laughs> <laughs> super secret. Lovely. <laughs> super secret spot. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. yeah. Bring your dry ropes. <laughs> yeah. I think that moves us on to talk a little bit about, um, well, me and Tom have had the chat, haven't we? And we were going to have a little chat about the WSL finals and and the uh, and the CT and and the Challenger series. What were we saying, Tom? Oh, yeah. Uh, right, me and Rhino are swapping the chair over because Rhino's going to go and get his uh, game thing ready. Yeah, we were we, talking about that. I wanted to ask you before that, though, because we did just have, I said I mentioned we had some birthday cake. You've had a... Big birthday ads? Yeah, I was, four, I was 40 on Saturday. Oh, happy birthday, your pen blows happiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah thank, thanks. Yeah. I, I've, uh, I, do you know what, I've, um, it, it, even though it's a milestone birthday for a lot of people, it's the same as any birthday, you never really feel different no. about it. The way I see it is, I can still beat up half the people that are in my unit. I'm still fitter than ninety percent of the people in the Royal Marines, so I can't argue that. <laughs> it's the way I see it. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> so that, that was a big claim I put out there. So I don't want people to come to smash me, right? It's a figure of speech. And uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about before we talked about that WSL thing was uh, you've just been on a trip to Guam. So there's all of us like now, like oh, I know these boys have been on these. Holidays. They call it the WQS. We call it holidays. But uh, you, you've been out in Guam, and that just suddenly came out of nowhere. Like, yeah. So well, from from being home for like two years, and then it's like Guam. Yeah. So I was. Um. I didn't think I would get a another surf trip out of you know being in the Marines because I leave next year. My my um my 22 years is up, so I leave in May, but my terminal leaves in February. Um. So I didn't think I'd get another surf trip out out of the Navy, and um. I was on my summer leaving uh, over August and I got a phone call from a friend of mine that um, helps run adventure training for the Navy and he basically said, do you want to come out and do some surf coaching in, in Guam? And I was like, I'll chat with the missus. And she was like, that. yep, go, brilliant. And wow. then once, so one of the lads um, that I've been a surf coach with now for about 20 years, um, he got onto it too. So yeah, within the space of four weeks of being asked, we were, uh, you know, at the airport at Bristol, you know, good to go. Wow. Um, which was quite eventful to get out there because it took us two and a half days to get there in the end. Yeah, because you got diverted and then that, that bit blew me away. It was like one of your flights had gone wrong or you'd had the COVID <laughs> passes had gone wrong or something, wasn't it? Yeah, so we got, we got to Bristol and uh, we were going to fly to South Korea originally. Um, but they said that our visas w were wrong. They weren't. But somewhere along the process, it got lost in translation. So we couldn't get on the flight. Um, so we ended up getting to the, into a hotel um, in Bristol. And then we had to get on a flight six o'clock the next morning. Otherwise, our PCR test would run out. Right. So um, we had some military cards, all the guys that you know were high ranking listen that were in our group. If you get a travel going wrong right now, listen to this, what happens when you're in the military? <laughs> yeah, so, so basically they got onto the phone, made some phone calls down in a, a place called Tamarare in, 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 in Portsmouth. And um, they bought us all brand new flights that night for 10 of us, which cost 33 grand. So we so we then so we flew at six o'clock the following morning. We were still in the airport at eight o'clock that night. 
So their PCRs don't run out. Yeah, they so have the to leave Britain by six a.m. So um, with them, yeah, you so, get more PCRs. Well, you're just going to get more PCRs. You've got to pop like so, three so days. The, so the whole point of this trip was the uh, carrier strike group, which has got the Queen Elizabeth and HMS Defender, HMS Kent, and a load of other shipping. Um, is over on the eastern seaboard by China and it's going across the Pacific towards the western <coughs> seaboard of America. So when they stop off at different places, they ask if they can do something, you know, to get off ship so they don't get pissed up and smash the towns that they're on. Up. Yeah. They mm. want to do something different. So that's where the AT stuff come in, came in. So we got asked to go and provide um, surfing out in, out in Guam. Um, which gave us basically, once we got there, we had like about a day to go and recce some areas. And there was only one beach on the whole of the island, which was a, um, a sand beach that faced out towards the Pacific that you could actually coach on because everywhere else is covered with reef and real sharp coral reef too. So yeah, that's, you know, how so the, the soldiers trip came about. The really. soldiers have got to say. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, yeah. isn't it? That's mental. Yeah. That's Charlie what, don't say. Charlie don't say. That's what, uh, that's what Carlos Munoz needed to do when he needed to get to that little bit of He didn't say, right, yeah. bring the military up. Oh yeah, so anyway, yeah, uh, CT we were going to talk about then, wasn't it? And the changes to it. Are they even called, we'd have to check with you boys, is it even called the CT, the yeah. QS anymore now? Still called the, well, men's championship tour, it's still called Championship the CT. tour, women's championship tour, and then yeah. finals. The only thing that's different is the 10,000s, they're not 10,000s, they're Challenger Series. Challenger Series. CSs. Well. CSs, and then the bit before the Challenger Series is now just the... Uh, the regional, regional, regional QSs. Regional QSs, yeah. yeah. So we're going to, we, so... We thought we'd do like, since we got you boys here, we're gonna do like a sort of the nerds round. Yeah, we got the nerds with us, and we're gonna do a bit of a roundup of like what we make of the of the international season. But then the aim is to sort of seg into asking you boys about like you know where where you sort of fit into it all, and you know where you're going from there. Um, so first of all, then what what do we think of? the change in formula this year. Shall I go the, first? The or finals or next year's proposal? The, this year's proposal as it ran this year with the finals and then you can tell us about next year's proposal after that then Pat. Sorry. Right, Scott, what did we think of it? Sick, I, I thought they did so well considering we were all stuck. Some of us did in lockdown when they had events on. Um, I thought they did really well to like get a tour going. Um, wasn't like the usual tour was it? Yeah. Um, and then I actually really liked the finals as well. I thought the WSL finals worked really well. Did you? Don't know about anyone else, but I, it was like, I was gripped to the TV the whole day. Right. So I, I enjoyed the whole tour. I enjoyed watching um, the Australian leg especially. I thought that it mixed up bringing out other surfers that wouldn't normally do that well. Do you mean like Morgan Sibilic or...? Yeah, uh, Connor Coffin I was kind of glued to right. watching a lot of it. Even though know, people call him boring, yeah. he kind of showed like his... In beach breaks that he was pretty good. Um, and then I thought the finals were epic. I was glued, like Logan said, to the two, well, to the laptop the whole time. Yeah. Me and Ansel, we've been debating it a bit, haven't we? You were quite into the W. I, I was, I'm a bit critical of the idea of it, but you, what, what were you saying, Ansel? You were quite into the idea of the I, I thought it was good. I think if you, they, they should really try and run <coughs> it like, do, do any of you watch the NRL? So the uh, no. National Rugby League in, in Australia. So the way that they do it is they have a whole season and then when they get to the very end of the season, whoever comes top of the league then gets a trophy. So they are the league winners. But then the top six then go through and do a finals, right. like the WSL yeah. finals. So there is a end of tour 
So there would be a end of tour winner, like, you know, Gabriel Medina came top, didn't he? So mm -hmm. he would have got the winner's trophy, but then they would have all gone through into like a playoff, so to speak, yeah. with a ultimate, you know, um, an, an ultimate winner at the end. But I think... Who's the world champion then? The winner of the tournament at the end? Or the winner of the <laughs> so the, the, world, the world champion would be the winner of the tournament, the tournament. but the, like the league winner... Yeah. So it's kind of like the tour you know, winner. Yeah, we'd be yeah. like the we'd be like the tour winner. Yeah. I think everyone was really happy this year because Gabby and Carissa yeah. won. Yeah. If I was going to say if, if it had been yeah, if they like won. Morgan Sibylik somehow went through that draw and won. Yeah. It would be like uh, Tatiana Weston win. Yeah. And Morgan. And Sibylik I really wanted Tatiana to win, but. Yeah, I just think yeah, I wanted it would have, Sally Fitzgibbons yeah. and Felipe Toledo to win because the first thing I saw at the start of the year when they announced that plan is yeah. that I was like, right, so you basically put in two guys who can't win a world title because they bottle it. <laughs> yeah, Toledo, in their and yeah, and that's what I think. And you're giving them their favourite wave of the tour, uh, yeah. and they got to win one comp to be world champion. And I've, Toledo nearly did it, didn't he? Yeah, I feel like I just I I, I really like Toledo, but I just don't think he. Like woke up that morning and was ready to deal with the pressure of like if you beat Gabby today, you're world champion. Like Gabby's just got a way of dealing with that. Well, he had two years ago. It was if you beat Kanoa Igarashi today, you've got to in Portugal. You've yeah. got to get through like one round at Pipe to be world champion. He blew yeah. that, didn't he? Then didn't get through the one round yeah. anyway. He uh, you know years before, you know he had to get through only a tiny bit in Pipe another time. Yeah. You know it's like I think. He He's looked, got to do something different, doesn't he? Yeah. He looked against Italo like he was not going to fall against Italo. Yeah. He looked amazing. Gabby in the first round, I reckon he looked amazing. And I thought, like some of the scores, I thought Philippe was getting a little bit, like kind of harshly scored. Like Gabby's backflip was really high yeah. compared to the one he fell on the air reverse yeah. at the end. But in the last um, match, was it called? Game, I think they like were the last match. Yeah, the last match. He like you know he was going for a lot of punts and like kind of like he was falling and he just didn't look like he had the same mm. rhythm. Like yeah, like like mindset. Like he wasn't gonna fall. Like he kind of looked like he was beaten by Gary. Do you know what I think he needs to do? This is a tough thing to do, but if you look like Serena Williams did it, you know whoever else. It, it, he needs unfortunately to say to his dad. Bye. You've been great. But you're not my coach yeah. anymore, and he needs to, he, and he needs to get one of the top Gabby coaches did it. in the world. Gabby he, did he, it. Has he has, kind, he has topic, Tyson Theory did it as well. Yeah. Oh, there we are. He did really? kind of do it for half. He did do it for most of the. <laughs> he did it for most of the year though, because his dad didn't go to Oz and stuff. Yeah. But who was coaching Toledo then? Yeah, but at Trestles he was. Right. Oh, so yeah. Is that Ricardo Toledo yeah. was there at Trestles. But then he's also he's he's coached Philippe to like win yeah. Trestles too. So yeah, he kind of like well. He's got another coach. He's got another coach now, though. He works with the guy. Can't remember his name. Who like discovered Italo and stuff. The guy that used to work for Oakley, and he he basically coaches half of the Brazilian store, right? Does he? Yeah. Mm, he works okay. with like um like the like the Chianco brothers and stuff. How important is now in modern pro surfing the role of the coach? Do you guys think? Like when when you guys are at an event where you've got someone mm. on the beach doing you know like getting that coach down there the day before um, getting them to do like if, if you make the comparison the producer Dodd's mentioning boxing right just over the road here when they had the Open Masters right 
like George, you know George Schofield, don't you? You know does our artwork. He was um, he was playing there, and he said the week before the tournament, the course was covered in caddies just going around it with notebooks, playing eighteen mm. holes every day with notebooks, and the caddy in golf is everything to when these guys can go and these guys can then rock up play one practice round and then the next day they will compete mm -hmm. and they'll put in one of the best rounds you've ever seen here and that's what Bernard Langer did in that event now in modern surfing is that what the coach does like Llewellyn Whitaker when we had him on earlier this year he was telling us about being out there you know like mapping that wave in El Salvador you know doing Leon Glatz's work for him and all that is that I think um <clears throat> for me anyway well I feel like once it gets to the contest, they're just like your, your they're like your like soundboard, and they like they take all you have to worry about them when you've got a coach is turning up and performing. Mm. Like so, it's not always you're not worried about when you're at the event. Oh, you need to do your turns like this and do your turns like that. Mm. I feel like for me, the coach is more important for improving my surfing. But if you can have a coach at an event, I just think it helps massively because they just sort everything out and all you've got to do is just turn up and go the waves are there I'm going to paddle out there so before. you come on you come on here now right it's, it's, it's the radio four of surfing on the crest half of this couch the, this side you're, you're the what would you be with radio you'd be BF what's it called the armed forces BF the BF yes or you'd be five live you'd be wouldn't you sort of like I don't know I'd be, I'd be some like pirate radio station <laughs> off the coast of Penzance <laughs> Going to ask, ask you a proper hard news night question here now about yourself. Now, you got an interference in Costa de Caparica earlier this year. Yeah. Would that have happened if you'd had a coach on the beach calling you around, pointing out, like, you had a mix-up, didn't you, over, like, who was in priority and what colours? Yeah. You did, um, we all told them, don't get an interference. Yeah. <laughs> I knew not to get, because they were being fussy with them, because it was small. Yeah. And it, but that one was just, that one was hectic. Yeah. But... Maybe not that, but I certainly could have got better results with a coach, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was with Joel Gray in France, and I felt really confident before it got cancelled. Yeah. Okay. Just, it's nice sometimes as well having someone, when you've got your mates, but when I've done them on my own, you don't have anyone going like, well, you look good even compared to the rest of the pack, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Just giving you that little bit of confidence. Confidence. Just so like. here's a question to all of you because I, I'm quite interested in this myself. So I mean, we we talked about this earlier, which kind of leads into the Olympics as well. Is funding for you guys to have surf coaches and because you know you're at, you're at that verge of being on well, the highest level in the in the UK. Is there enough funding stream coming through or do you think there will be in the future to be able to, like the Aussies for instance, they have surfing programs where, they, where they've got all their pros and you know they've got strength and conditioning coaches and everything's basically paid for them because we're through their sponsorship. Do you think something that's likely to going to happen to us or do you feel that's something that you would like as you know progressing towards that professionalism? Definitely there's like a massive lack of like funding, I don't know whether it's because we're, you know, like relatively like new sports or like Olympics and stuff, but like there's been a lot of like promises and a lot of talk, but um, and like, oh yeah, we're gonna get it, but for definitely for me and Pat, it's like, well, we're here right now trying our absolute hardest to yeah. fund this thing and just feel sometimes like, oh, nothing's getting done, but um, yeah. for us, it's a lot of like self funding, so working at a surf school, we flip sofas with his dad, you know, like, and then doing those cheesy Instagram posts and stuff, like. It's just what you've got to do to be able to fund like 
the thing we're passionate about, you know? So definitely at the minute, it's more like ourselves that are funding it, but it'd be nice if maybe like governing body mm -hmm. or like Sport Wales, if there is money there, like it'd be great to see it at it, some point. There's, you know, there's more whispers now because of the Olympics. Definitely more talk about it, which is good. Yeah. Which is good. I haven't seen any of it, but <laughs> there's more whispers. Yeah. So, so here's another question, um, and this is no, you know, strike on you guys at all. If there are people in the UK that start perform performing at a high level without surf coaches and, you know, the ultimate sponsorship that's pushing funding behind you, do you feel that that might actually influence you being able to, you know, get to that level? Or does it take somebody like Sky Brown, who is a UK surfer stroke skateboarder performing in the next Olympics to advertise the UK as like a surfing superpower to be able to put you guys on the map to an extent? Yeah, potentially. I, I mean, I, they always talk about like, for, for lots of funding to get going, they need to be like, oh, are we gonna get a medal? Like, that's the thing, I think. Mm. And um, it's kind of like, well, just because we might not get a medal in the next Olympics, you, you know, if you never give the funding, you're never going to get any medals. So I'm not really sure how it works. When do you start the program? Yeah, when do you start that program and like who do you include in it? Um, mm. the sky ground would be great, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure how it works. But I feel it is a bit of a catch-22 situation with it, with it all, with regardless whether you're Scottish, Irish, English or Welsh. You're going to have to, to a certain extent, fund yourself around the world to, to be able to do that. I mean, a friend of mine who I've done the podcast before, Chris Sherrington, you know, he went to the Olympics, he's a Commonwealth gold medalist in judo, but he basically funds himself around the world mm -hmm. to perform at that high level. You know, in these, you're not talking a few thousand pounds, you're talking tens of thousands of pounds to go to Russia, to go to... Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, to a certain like extent, though, it's an, it's an investment, isn't it? Because, you know, you look, Rhino, you know, he's just sat back from the sofa. He's still in the room with us, you know. Rhino, Rhino's competitive career probably is one of the reasons why his career, you know, in, in distribution and repping has been successful. It's because he's got, like, you know, fought for those couple of years. Mm -hmm to get that sort of image and personality in place. And I suppose to a certain extent, it's like, you guys make a good fist to this. If you if you want surf schools with your names on the side of them, if you want, you know, like open up a local bar on a beach somewhere, you know, in, in, or, you know, you can open businesses and people are interested in it because they want to be around guys who are like an ex-pro and you kind of, you know, it is a sort of an investment in what you do from there, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you just like- Would you agree with that right now? I'm gonna, I'm gonna swap the chair and let Ryan <laughs> speak a second. Yeah, I think from um, my point of view, I mean, where I was at your age, I think my headspace was a little bit different in terms of the goals that I had. I think that I wanted to perhaps head to like the Welsh, British team, but and then like I think we we spoke about this before. My 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 goals kind of ended there, and my aspirations really didn't really stretch to if there was an Olympics. I don't think I really would have. At that point, and to be honest, I didn't think I was good enough. But obviously, with you guys, with the coaching and everything, that you've got like that self belief to really sort of to push you. You yeah. know, um, is that is that like have you got like the one thing I was because I'm watching you guys as everybody is on Instagram and stuff. Like, what is like in terms of like your long term goal? Like, where are you at with it? Go on, is Logan, you go first. <laughs> You're looking around at everyone else. You go first, son. Uh, I don't know. For me, like, I'm not in it to like. There's so many easier ways to make a load of money. Could have gone to uni and like got a good degree and made loads of money. So it's definitely not making money. It's just like I want to be 
the best possible surfer I can be. Mm. I do have like very specific goals, mm. um, but like an overall goal, just be like literally, just finish my surfing career and think, right, I gave that my absolute all. Yeah. I was on a party every weekend. I literally was like trying my hardest. And then whatever happens when you try hardest, you know, I'd be pretty, pretty happy with what it. What is the very specific goal? Um, well, you're not allowed to say you. I can say it just like most people, people would have laughed at me if, they, if I said when I was younger that I'd win a Welsh, but exactly. my, my main goals are, I'd love to win a QS, so I'd be like a big one, and to make the Challenger Series. Obviously, once you then get those goals, Try not to like be. Try not to stop. Yeah. Then reassess your goals. But my goals at the minute, they they're my two really big ones that I'd like to, I'd like to achieve for sure. Callum, uh, my goals are a lot smaller than Logan's and Pat's, but mine is to win a Welsh title. So I got hopefully a few years left. Well, I'm really young. Yeah. Sitting yeah. Twenty-two. Plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of time. But yeah, that is my. My only goal in surfing, to be honest. Yeah. Come on, Pat. Pat, that you're on this. Come deep on, this podcast, aren't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goal setting. Yeah. I feel like I'm training. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, my main goal, well, they're pretty similar to Logan, to be honest, but to win a QS at right now, that's all my focus, and to get into the top 10 in Europe so I can go on the Challenger series. That's where most of my motivation when I wake up in the morning is. And then one of my main goals, it's really kind of awkward saying, but my main goal is, not my main goal, but one of my main goals is just, I want to be the be- like the best British surfer, like the most successful, you know? That's just, I don't know where I got that goal from, but it's just always There's something I write that, down man. on my wall. Or... There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But uh Talking about the Challenger Series and uh, what's the series called before the Challenger Series? Is it kind of... Just, I think it's literally just called Regionals regional. now, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the, the Regionals regional first. Yeah, so what, what's the thoughts on that? Because you have to uh, be in, is it the top 10? 10. 10. 10 in yeah, Europe. And yeah, and then you get loaded onto the Challenger Series and then it's 10 people from each of the separate regions. It's pretty, I like, I really like that format. And yeah. for people like me and Pat who like have to fund it ourselves, it makes it so much much so much more simple you just go to your regionals you go to europe which is cheap you know because we before we'd be looking at like oh you could do this one thousand yeah. dollars and you know go to israel or wherever it's just so much easier now it was scary before yeah, that one. so scary like you'd go from doing the uk pro and thinking oh i'm pretty good on the uk pro so oh, i want to start doing the qs and you you got sort of looked at it and went well how do i do i go there do i mm. do i which event do you pick yeah and you were just to, like yeah. We were just like, whoa, this is kind of hectic. But now it's like, oh, I can work and train, and then I can go to Europe, and then hopefully get in the top 10. And then, pass, yeah, it's yeah. just like a nice, like, you Such know, like a... football, you go to League One, League Two, mm. Championship, you know? It's like, it's, yeah, it seems way more in your head, you can like justify, right, I'm going to give myself three years to get there, and three years to get there, two years. I, yeah, yeah. I got a bit of a theory, right? I stand by, you know, obviously. Both, both, both in my day job and my night job, you know, I think about all of these things a lot, you know, and, and acquisition skill learning and things like that. And I kind of, I've always believed that there isn't really any such thing as like just a raw talent. Obviously, like I understand that, you know, a, a four foot tall guy is never going to slam dunk, you know, or that, you know, or that a, a 10 foot tall guy is not necessarily going to surf a one foot wave. But re- really within that, you know, I don't really believe in talent. And I think that like, 
if you there's only one thing anyone needs to be good at, and that's learning. And if you're good at learning, you'll get good at what you're passionate about and what you enjoy doing, right? So you boys are obviously very good at learning. And then being very good, being good at learning, I think, is just down to one simple thing, and it's being able to honestly reflect on what you're doing and what the next step up is doing. Yeah. What's the gap, right? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you another deep question here now, right? Both of you talking about going on to the European regional QSs, right? You've been on them this year. What is the gap? Like in your surfing then, Pat, right? Because we see you on day to day and you're a fabulous surfer. Same Logan, same for you, Cal, right? What, what is for you, what is the bit of your surfing that the guys beating you this year had that you didn't, and that you're going to have next year on that, on yeah. that QS? I feel like the QS is everything. Like down, like you're surfing, your decision making, everything. But for me, the biggest thing I've worked on is just like being more, um, more like flowier, but just like linking major turns. You watch the top guys, and say for someone like Ramsey, you can basically put him in anywhere, and he's gonna find a way. But he's gonna do, yeah, yeah, he's gonna do two majors and get, say, a 7.5. Mm. And he can do that twice in 20 minutes, pretty much anywhere you put him. And for me, I've just worked on being slightly more, like, top to bottom, and just being able to find that wave where I link two major manoeuvres, sort of in, like, being adaptable in all them conditions. Mm. I feel okay. like if I was in, say, I don't know, like, maybe, like, a close-to-shore wave where I could do like quick big backhand turns or go left and do a big air, I know I could hold my own, but being adaptable to say Portugal where it's big and onshore and difficult, like and just being able to get 12 points plus in every condition. I love the way that if people were videoing this and you could see the visuals, you were painting the picture with your hands. <laughs> yeah. I was like that, yeah. fingers in barrels yeah, and then yeah. doing this yeah. with your hands. So that's amazing. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the way he's got his tracky bottoms on and his woolly hat and all that, right? I, 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 if someone was filming it, this would be one of those little old bits of footage that, like, when they make instead of the documentary, you know, like the documentary, you know, they'd stick it on, it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like sitting on the sofa, you know, scratching his nuts and going, yeah, 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 They've both they've matured so fast, especially the past like eighteen months. Um, like Pat's for his size is incredibly powerful and fast, and I've just been trying to like work on how like I would do a turn at any speed of that is crazy. And then looking at Logan's turns, like he links a lot of turns really well, and I'm trying to use that in it as well. So it's two good guys to like to use in um, in my own surfing. Just watching Colin Coffin. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want from your surfing? Oh, I, if I come up the water happy, and I know I've done a few good whacks, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> if I get barreled, I'm even happier. Easily, please. You, you've been described as as one of the most barreled men in the Gower, Carl. A few times I've been told. Biggest frother. GTH. Yeah. I, I have a go, but um, he's not scared. <laughs> no, nothing to be scared of, is there? You worry about that when you're scared. <laughs> <laughs> 
Coming back to what we, we started, we're talking about the WSL finals here before we went into those re- ads, jumped us into those real deep questions there, which I think is, you know, brilliant because it's like straight away we're into, the, we're into some pretty unique, you know, points of view from you guys. Should we just like, what is the sort of verdict on it then? Is it like, keep it, change it in our opinions on the, on the, on it? What, what, what do you reckon, Ads? Is it like, I keep it the way it was, change it, do it different? I reckon they keep it. Uh, I've... Again, I listen to a lot of podcasts as well, especially with my commutes, and there are sort of little bits of speculation about they're going to tweak it, but I don't really know how they can. Mm. Um, I love the idea that I know you said you know it would be a bit of a cop out if um, Morgan Siblich won the yeah. event, but you imagine being that guy who's got yeah. to do you know four what. Eight heats basically yeah. to win the whole event. That's sick, isn't it? If so that guy cool. wins that, then he deserves you know, it. No, yeah, I don't think it's a cop out. I just thought I was just saying. I think because people. I think there would have been more of an uproar if that happened. Yeah, but by uh, you know, I think if they did do that league win at the end, it'd be yeah. pretty cool too. Yeah, but for sure. Day, oh, anyone who deals with that pressure on the day, I mm. think deserves the trophy. I mean, in the conclusion, from what I, I'm going off on the fucking tangent there, but <laughs> I, I think it's good. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was very watchable, and and I think it has some sort of like engagement because you are actually rooting for people towards the end, and there's an end result, not just like you know, Gabriel Medina could get knocked out in I don't know the fourth round of mm. pipe, and but he still wins, yeah. but he doesn't win pipe. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone watched that and. Could look away. Mm. I think it did what the WSL wanted it to do. You watched it and you were like glued, fixed to the surfing's needed it as well, isn't it? Because I've watched so many comps where it's literally background while I'm doing other things. Mm-hmm. Where that one day you are glued to your TV or whatever it is, and you ain't moving. You probably texting your mate saying how good this heat is and mm-hmm. how good that wave was, but you're just mm-hmm. sitting there. Listen to Kelly Slater and Mick Fan and talk yeah. absolutely. Oh, that was the that was epic. So yeah. they, they made the show, and I think if if it, they can top it next year or just keep the ball rolling for the next couple of years, and I can't see them going backwards. Hmm. Do you do you think it devalues the rest of the year though? No, because you still no. have the achievement to get top five, isn't it? Yeah. And um, they, I think I heard I heard somewhere it's been like over twenty years since, since Gabby and Italo were in the water. It was like over twenty years since they had the last world title show off in the water happen. Like the world title was won in the, the water. It was the Andy Kelly, wasn't it? Mm. Right, yeah. Well, so Gab, Gabby Italo in it, the So and they went right. That was amazing. They must have had loads of viewers. Oh, so, they, so the they, idea is that, it hit that we won that every year. Right, you you've destroyed the point I was about to make then with that stat. You've done, you've done me at stats. So I'm supposed to be the stat guy. Where the where the Because <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say that. Um, if you look at, we're looking at, uh, you know, they've watched other sports the WSL have, haven't they, and thought about what they're trying to yeah. do, right? Now, the NFL is in there partly as the model. Like, you know, in the NFL, teams joke about how, like, you do not want to be the top team in your conference at the end of the year because you are not going to win yeah. the Super Bowl. You're going to get beaten in the playoffs, you know? It's like, and teams think only about get to the playoffs, get to the playoffs, get to the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if, in the, in the regular season, the process of being, like, getting to the playoffs showed you to be the best team... All that is, is you, you've had a good training run in for like the important bit, the playoffs, yeah, and they right. think, right, it's the playoffs, you know? So in terms of that format, like, I wonder if they want to sort of put that playoff stage of the season as a bigger thing than like the run into it, because it felt like all those big comps, 
But that's then if you look at another sport really successful worldwide over, we look at football, right? Not American football, just straightforward football, right? There are those history making moments in football when like seasons get ended in the last second of the season, you know, like Michael Thomas's goal in 1980, 1990 or 1989 and, and Sergio Aguero scoring in the last second of the Premier League season. Aren't those moments so special because they don't come around every year? So isn't it the case that like, the, you know, the fact that some years it's done before the Pipe Masters means that those years when the Pipe Masters becomes like, who's going to, you know, but then you've, you've killed my yeah, point because I, I suppose that is too rare, isn't I, it? I like prefer if it is, if it is literally yeah. Andy Kelly and then it's on yeah. Rodina. But then you look at it as well. Rare. So it's all, all these competitions, they're really long and drawn out. Mm. Yeah. The only way that you could probably improve the WSL finals is probably by having more people in it, yeah. which then extends the event. Yeah. They fit the whole event, the women's and the men's, into one single day, not like three yeah. days. And that's where I think people lose the viewership from watching it is because if I've got to be engaged with something for two to three days, yeah. well, I'm not going to turn my tally on for a full you know, it's 12 hours each yeah. day. You're just yeah. not going to do it, which means you're going to miss certain things. Mm. So if you know that that's the, day. the finals are going to be on at this time because it's programming to be that all round about yeah. that time, you can watch Gabby yeah. and Philip Toledo do a three round, um, you know, yeah. a three heat yeah. final off. You'll make time for that, won't you? Yeah, and it's more engaging. I think I'm changing my mind live on you. You, you got me convinced. You needed us. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was, did you not enjoy the day? Did you not enjoy watching it? Did you watch it and go, oh, that wasn't very good? I did, yeah. I thought it was amazing. Oh, you thought it was amazing. I thought I was a bit frustrated they didn't pick slightly smaller trestles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The morning. Uh, well, at the sat, start, yeah. like Steph was chattering yeah. all over. I thought this is the worst thing ever. But I thought by the end it was sick. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted Felipe Toledo Felipe to win a world Felipe on that quad was just mental. He looks good. Um, What's happening? What are they doing next year then, Pat? Oh, What's the structure next year? Um, what for the final? For the whole thing, you were saying that they've changed the. Are they changing the format? They've changed, the, oh, they've changed, the, the, they've changed the tour. They've right. changed the stops. Read the stops. Out. Oh, just the stops. You yeah. Do we oh, read right. it? Out? Uh, yeah. Go on. You pick it up on your phone while I. I added up. I got it up. You've got it ready. So it's then. pipe, and then to sunset, which is new. Amazing. Um, so then big. Sort of Bells, Beach Good Guys are going to do well at the start of the year. Uh, Portugal, then Bells, then Margaret this, River. Is, this, is every one of these events men and women? Both uh, I believe so. It is yeah, okay. the, the new tour is all the same. Yeah. Um, so it's Bells, then Margaret River. Yeah. So no Snapper next year. That's a Challenger Series event now. Okay. Well, that's the first Challenger Series event. There's no Snapper. That's sick. Uh, that's so and then from Margaret River, they go to G-Land. Wow. Uh, that oh. since isn't like Luke Egan the reigning champ or something. Yeah, yeah, like nineteen ninety seven Quicksilver yeah. Pro that video. Did yeah. you have that one in your rack ads? Oh, I did. Yeah. With the prodigy on it. Love a little bit of VHS actually. Oh my goodness <laughs> so, yeah, me! So what, what a contest! <laughs> best con best surf ever for any contest ever. Better the surf than they had for that Mexico one. I reckon that was. <laughs> no way. So then trestles. I so I don't know if they're gonna go to trestles again. I don't think they are. Then Rio. Then J-Bay, then Chopes, and then the top five will be decided at Chopes for the finals, which is to be confirmed. When's, yes. the, when's the mid-year cup? Uh, 
I can't remember the mid-year cut is. I believe it's after Gland. It's first half of that Yeah, I think it's after Gland. It's after Gland. I think it's after Gland. It's the top 12. It's, it's they, 12 and up. And yeah, but no one goes. I think after the mid-year cut-off, it just... Cut makes off. this tour yeah. smaller for yeah. the last half. But year. no, but no you're, you're, if you're in if you're in the top twelve, then you're on for 2023. Wow. Yes. So you don't have to so, go yeah. on the challenges. I, I, I listen. I listen. Ah, I listen, yeah, I listen to Dave Prodan's like yeah. explanation. Explanation of that. It blew my mind. Those too confusing, but <laughs> that is what's going to happen. So that they get cut halfway through. Yeah. The the top um, the top twelve go through. And then the guys in the bottom half, or, or the top half of the Challenger series, then get put in for the next year's rounds. So how many so, people get cut off? So if you finish 13th on the CT at the cut-off, you have to do the Challenger series. Yeah, you're back on the Challenger. Yeah. Well, so there's only 12 people on tour for the last half of the year? Yeah. 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 What? Yeah, so you like... Wow, that's So crazy, it's like, it? you know how they say off, the only way we can improve the tour is having a smaller tour, because they can pick the more prime conditions. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's the idea. Uh, I remember them doing that. And it's more it intense. from 44 to 32. The Bobby, the Bobby Martinez. And, and, it, and I remember quite... I remember thinking at the time, like, that needed to happen, because you would... The first two days of an event, you'd watch... There'd be hundreds of heats you didn't want to watch. <laughs> yeah. And then quite quickly, I started thinking, there's still hundreds of heats you don't want to watch. Now there's 12. The tour these days, though, I think, feel even, everyone's so good. Even, like, that seems really round harsh. one yeah. is, like, you want to watch. You put them on a pedestal here, guys, you're going to get there yourselves, aren't yeah. you? But, no, but do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, for me, anyway, if David Silvers against Alex Ribeiro, I still want to watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, let's, let's go on Next. to this Challenger Series thing then, right? And is that working at the moment as a as a an ent you know as is it getting yeah. enough entertainment like have have as I know we talked about the U.S. Open you didn't watch that much of the U.S. Open but that was because you were flying from Guam at the time it is I watched a little bit of it but I don't think Huntington's the best location mm. to hold something like that where you know you're trying to engage people to watch it as well yeah um, you know that's the whole new format of what the WSL are trying to do is trying to get more viewership. Mm. So if you're going to hold an event that is like the Challenger Series, you want it to be at Snapper, you want it to be at some more prime locations, mm. having a little bit more, you know, mushy Huntington is... It's the money that great. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The problem with that, so you look at the first half, so those Challenger Series guys, they're going on to the first half of the tour, all pumping wave spots, and you've got them surfing in Huntington, then Burgery, Portugal which isn't that pumping up a wave. It's just like, well, yeah, it's not setting them up to go onto the, the CT, in my well, opinion. Well, where are the QSs that set you up to go onto exactly, Lebanon? Exactly, yeah. Because no, there's no QS yeah. that's it, apart from... Well, Maybe France and Portugal. No. And Morocco. That's, that's that's what they're, I think that's what they're trying to achieve next year with a full with year. Snapper. Is Snapper and Holly Eva. Well, Holly Eva's this year, but yeah. the Did more slight, like, and, you know, um, France. That's quite like, good one. Better quality waves. The front, so before, at the time of recording, so we've got we, we've got like about a six day turnaround on this. So there will be the France contest will be entering into October, its yeah, business yeah. end when the it, at the time this comes out, well. right? And that's one of the ones I worry about because I think I think France, you get a bad bank, a bad heat, yeah. you know, and and I think you're in trouble, and you can yeah. just go out and yeah. you can just bomb out, and the stakes are getting quite high. Thinking, you know, you go to Haliwa and you know everyone's gonna get their chance to prove it. Okay, you get low tide and the toilet bowl is draining, but it's the same for everyone. 
in France you can properly get like no. hung out to dry, especially no. when you've got that many heats to run. Like when yeah. they do the CTs, they can take lay days and things like yeah. that, right? So that's one that, that that I'm a little bit worried about. But then, um, and in terms of the Portugal one, that Ribeira Dillas, that that's I was going to ask you then, Ads, did you watch more of that one? I watched a bit of it, yeah, but it, again... I'll be it, honest, was that because you knew we were all going to do this, or was it because no, 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 you were genuinely interested in... I actually like it as a break myself, I've, I've surfed oh, okay, quite a few right, times, yeah, yeah. it's a pretty cool little right, um, right-hander, right-hander, yeah. I call it burger, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a good surf but it, But it is burger. <laughs> uh, yeah, and gestures. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is a cool little break, but... Um, you know, it was quite meaty and it was quite mushy at points and, you know, the fog came in as well, so it was yeah. quite difficult to watch. It was a whole watch. day of fog, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. angle. I thought, um, especially for the women. But there yeah. was some really good, there was some really good challenging conditions oh. for the surface that made it look really easy as well. Yeah. I yeah. get to say, because Cal mentioned the ladies there, I get to say my little thing I said earlier, right? Twice in my, in my life travelling, I've seen a grommet surfing and been like, blown away and known they're going somewhere. And the first time I put my, I put the diary picture on Instagram a while ago. I got my diary from 2000 in Durban and I'm talking about an 11 year old kid called Jordan Smith and I'm like describing his surfing. The only other time I've seen a grommet and thought, wow, was I was in Japan and I saw this little girl absolutely shredding at Akumihama and I was like, what, that must, she must be going on to be one of the best surfers in the world. Like she must be, and uh, and then I spotted her again for the first time on the weekend because it was Shino Mastuda, the girl who no, got into the. I think she got to the semi-finals. I, I remember so, seeing um, there she is, Katie Simmons in Oceanside yeah. when she was thirteen. I was and not like, knowing who they were, just thinking. She can't be like the normal standard. I know, like first most day, like, people in California are a bit better than like Tlangenif locals, but. I was just, she's mental and then she just won the US Open at 15. Yeah. yeah. She must have been younger then, she must have been about 11, 12. Digressing a little bit, do you watch any of the Stab High stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you watch like the Ladybirds? Yeah, and yeah, the oh, Aaron Brooks there. Oh, they are just. Yeah. And that Simmers yes. is in that, and now she just won the, a Challenger Series event. She's in the Ladybirds, like the under 15s or whatever. Mm. Have you, uh, did you see the footage of Sky Brown at the. Uh, about three years ago um, she did one of the first uh, stab high events at the pool at Waco yeah. and there was her and Sierra Kerr at the very end and they had to do three or four surf offs because they were that close together wow. how good they were yeah. so you imagine you know she's just won a gold, uh, what, yeah. bronze medal at the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And now she wants to do... And she wants to do yeah. both in France. So uh, she obviously didn't notice that that would involve flying from Paris to That's why. That's, <laughs> right. yeah. that's a big old trip for oh, the few days. Just, wow. You know, yeah, and at the age that she'd be, be then she'd still be young. But she'd be on her front, yeah. front side. Yeah, she wouldn't even be in a prime, though, would she? What's up, Dodd? She's on my list for next year. Oh, is she? Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Sky Brat. She'd been asking to come on, is she? Alongside, Absolutely. Alongside, yeah. um, <laughs> we're, we're sacking you, though. It's going to be Ryan and Jenny going to do it. <laughs> 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 She's got her own Barbie doll. You should have uh, a low tide co heat with her at top. I reckon you'd take it. Oh, low tide, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> get her stuck in the rip, innit? Like Greg Owen did to, uh, to Sam Baquette that day. You and I are going for a little walk. That's a 
Yeah, it's a good story. Oh, sorry, you've talked. You've talk yeah, Greg, we were just talking before you guys arrived about a, a legendary heat where Greg took Sam Paquette like into a rip, <laughs> and they got they were head they went side by side, and then uh, Greg basically like started deliberately slowing down when he saw the set coming and let Sam think, right, I'm really powered on, I've beaten him in this rip now, and then Greg went and got the wave, he was the heat winner. And then in the car park afterwards, came up to him, put his arm around him and went, you fell for that then, didn't you, son? I said, you and I are going for a little walk. <laughs> and ever since then, that's like said in the line, I'm sorry, you and I are going for a little walk. <laughs> so there we are, right. Um, cool, right, that's, let's have a look, we got, we got our, we've, de we've done a, a fag, a deliberate fag packet, well it's not a fag packet. Well, you've cut them out the same size as a fag packet, so <laughs> yeah. it might as well be on it's the back the of a fag packet. It's the cardboard from the bottom of Ads's 99p cake from the, from, from the store <laughs> on the corner for his which, birthday. Which yeah. was delicious. <laughs> yeah. was and like what have we, we got there? So, you can fit in the Grego in uh, bullet point as well. Yeah, we've got the Grego <laughs> in bullet point, yeah. So, oh. Right, two things left to do, right? Uh, if, you want, if you want surf stories, we have got one that we do need to get told on Crest, so maybe you guys can be the, uh, can, can be our, and then, we, and then we're gonna get Rhino's laughing, he knows what this is, as you've heard this one already, so then we can get this out to the grumpy surfer audiences as well now, right? <laughs> Producer Dodd has pulled off this week, right? One of, one of the best boobs I've ever seen, right? After getting dropped in on by a close mate last week, right boys, and uh, his mate was on a brand new board, right, knocked his fin out on Dodd's board, right, so the mate was guilty, he said he was going to pay for the board, he took his board around to Dodd's house, right, and uh, this board's got uh, Futures fins on it, this brand new board, brand new, he's ridden three waves before he dropped in on Dodd and broke his fin <laughs> out, right, at this point it's still his fault, Dodd has FCS2 on his boards, right, Never seen a set of futures in his life. Totally absent-mindedly brings the board in and goes, "Oh yeah, right. I'll take it up to the, I'll take it up to Steve Charles, the ding repair guy, for you, right? Yeah, no worries. Right. Let me just get these fins out. Oh, reps the box. Oh, oh no. no. These are a bit stiff. He goes. <laughs> Here you are, mate. Chuck us a tea towel, will you? So I don't have my hand as I get this one out. And then, crack in fiberglass. <laughs> Missing pins. <laughs> 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 the board has been ridden three times. It's classic. Oh my god. Did you take the box? Did or you just I, the fence? Just cracked it. Just cracked it. Anyway, it's an ex friend. It's an ex friend. Had to get that one out there while I got you guys sat on the no, sofa. There was a audience. I'm glad you had that story. reaction. Right. Our, our, our last topic, I think, I've, I've creased, the, creased the cake packet forward slash bag packet now. <laughs> Is literally um, asking you guys specifically then about the you know like which which events you're doing in the sort of immediate future now then isn't it and like you know when when are you next off you know have you started booking things like how how do you plan this stuff? We've got to start booking tonight. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna yeah. try going two weeks. There's the Azores contest. Which I don't know, is that the last one of this year's? Uh, at the moment, it, yeah. Five QS. It's a five, it's a 5,000, but for the regionals, I don't... And uh, We're doing it, but I still don't really understand. I thought, because of the regionals, I thought they'd all just be 1,000. But one, they, they've just got on one... On another, yeah. yeah, they've just got 
at the moment, well, this back half of the year, they've just got one 5,000 and the rest are 1,000. And that'll carry over into next year's points then, will it? Yeah, so it's it's like it's almost like a, like a football season now. It's 2021 slash 2022. Right, right, so you boys are going, so you're, you're booking two weeks, stuff. Yeah. Right. Flights, yeah, to, it's the exhaust, that's the next comp, and then I'm not sure what it is after that. Okay. Um, and you've got, just got a, nothing you've got to wear whatever March. a flight to the Azores is going to cost now, and that's it. Like, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no organisations, no help, no, no nothing saying. No. You know, like when there's a Europeans on, you know, they put a charter on to get people in or whatever. Like, oh, no. no, it's just sort yourself out and get yeah. there, hire a car. <laughs> when <laughs> everyone else wants to go there and all the hotels are booked out. Yeah, it, it, at the minute it's not looking terribly expensive, yeah. and we're going to try and make a bit of a trip out of it as well. We're, pre- we're pretty good at being super tight. <laughs> 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 What about um, like like in inverted commas like a training trip, like maybe you know yeah, like to, question. like competitions aside, you know like to look at something completely different like bigger waves. Um, a month in Morocco, charge big surf, we, go to India yeah, for a month, that kind I of mean, thing. Hawaii. We were more thinking, yeah, in the short term, the short I've been looking when I come back from Azores to go to Ireland, um, and surf some of them. Like big pamper and stuff with garage and them boys out there. Yeah. But um, that short term um, for the winter, I haven't got too much plans yet. I'd like to do. I'd kind of have my eyes set. I would like to go back to Oz, but um, think Indo possibly next year for me. Just while it's like cold February time, just go do a month or something. Yeah. I gotta get a definitely get away at some point. And get some pumping mm. waves, not for a comp, you know. For me anyway, that's my sort of. And do you know what you're going to be going to in the new year then? After so it's the Azores and that's really it for twenty twenty one. Have you sort of have you started? Or is it is about two weeks before these events that you have to plan it then? Is it? Uh, no, yeah, we we got confirmed in about oh, five days ago. Something was it? Yeah, so it's just like right. So it's, yeah, it's finding out if you're in first because before it was the regional five thousand. You'd have people flying in from everywhere, and it would be really hard to get in. But now, because it's a European tour, it's kind of like everyone who was doing a 1,000, Guess it's just the same it. people that are going to do the 5,000. Like, no one's really missing events. So we kind of thought we'd get in, but now we're in, we got to start booking. All right, okay. And yeah. then in the, you don't know what ones are in the spring yet that you're going to? Um, nothing's confirmed yet because of COVID and everything's yeah. tentative. Right. Oh, wow. Winter trip car? Uh, I'm hoping to jump on the island bandwagon, uh, and then I'm going to try get to Morocco sometime next year yeah, if I can. For, you've logged some some of your special Callum Callum Tunnel time in uh, in minutes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Have you got a trip plan this winter? Uh, I haven't, so don't ask me. So, anyway, <laughs> well, I, I think last time with Brandon points with Guam, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple of competitions this week, actually. Um, you know, I've got a jiu-jitsu comp on Wednesday, then a couple... Um, the Navy Surf Champs is the end of this week, so... Good luck, mate. Where's that? Uh, down at Penhale. That's sick. So it'll be down there. Um, but I'm hoping to get that, in Morocco. That is a multiple... Surf, surf champ in one of the categories of that event. Yeah, I've got, I got second in SUP, I've won the longboard, don't really do that good in short Triple board. threat, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit it from all angles. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. If I enter them all, I've got to at least win fucking one of them. <laughs> <laughs> with, um, with your jiu-jitsu, sell me on it. Does it cross over well? Because everyone seems to do jiu-jitsu. Yeah. 
Does it cross over well, and in what way is it? Because I know loads of surfers. Cool. Yeah, so, I've, I've never ju- spoke to someone who's I've done it. I've been reading the jiu-jitsu book as well, like, being like thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I want to well. do it, but I don't have the time. So the other, give I, you a little demo in a minute now. If you want <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, it's just you might not be surfing tomorrow. So. <laughs> Rear naked choke demos. <laughs> no, so that I t- the reason why I started doing it was I, I was um, I was in uh, based in North Devon again, like a few years back, and I was kind of sick of the gym sort of stuff because I've been in gyms for quite a long time now so I wanted to do something different between each of the swells so I know a few MMA fighters of mine and uh, friends of mine you know asked them about that and said well I tried jiu-jitsu and there was a purple belt lad um, that that joined the unit and he said he wanted to start something up and uh, that's basically how I started and then I started getting into a little bit more and it was just the whole dynamic of um, learning how the body moves and um, there's lots of different ways of doing different techniques. There's just not like one set way like karate is like a set cutter to do mm-hmm. things. And I, I just got hooked from, from doing it because I just found it really interesting. And yeah, you get, you know, pretty pounded the first couple of years you're doing it, but that's all part and parcel of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like being a grom. And process of yeah, learning. And yeah. yeah, and as you get better, you, you, you see things in a different light again comparing it to surfing the better you get you get to see the read of you know how a break is breaking somewhere or where that set's coming from and what angle it's coming from yes. depending all those conditional things and environmental factors you know so it, it does tie in really nicely with that and that's really how i got into doing it that's does sick. it does it help you do you think like being calm under pressure yes because you're always getting attacked in jiu-jitsu right yeah so as a beginner, you you will you do panic quite a bit because you know you, you can train with people like you know we could be trying together, but then I could be training with Rhino, so the the yeah. weight difference there is is quite significant, and that feeling of because suffering. of how small Pat is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pat's obviously bigger. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> but yeah, so so that that feeling of of being trapped and and suffocated, yeah. you then have to learn how to control that emotion. Yeah. So again, if you want to, you know, term it in like a surfing sort of format, you know, bigger waves, yeah. hold downs, or yeah. you know, the pressure of competition. Yeah. You know, I've got to get this next wave. To, yeah, get to got need a six in the last two minutes. Yeah, or, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, so you know, maintaining your calmness and stillness within that, within that period of time, to then start working your escapes to get back yeah. on top and. You know, and that, that's why I find yeah. it really interesting is because yeah. I don't really see it as a crossover. I just enjoy doing both things, right. yeah, yeah. you know, but I think anybody that gets into doing it, if they can, if they are consistent with training, they will really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do. That's it. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you because I know actually being able to speak to someone like yeah. who does it themselves, but that's yeah. cool. One question, sorry. Uh, would you miss a good surf for training if you... No. You wouldn't, no, you wouldn't miss no. That's a good question. So my, my, my whole thing throughout this whole... So I've been training, what, nearly eight, eight nine years now. My, my whole thing has always been if there's a good swell running, I, I don't train, or I try and do both. Which is a nightmare. Yeah, because it absolutely ruins you, especially if the swell's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't miss a surf just to go training. Um, but yeah, trips um, potentially go to Morocco, March, April, maybe maybe my last trip. But I don't think that's going to come off. 
and I'm hoping I've got a Indo boat trip penciled in for September next year. Oh, yes. Yeah, nice. that's not confirmed, but I'm like, please let it happen. Um, maybe I'm not sure yet. So I did a podcast with the guys from Green Overhead. Uh, and right. um, and the guy John Jameson runs Shout the boys. yes he always he always does the boat trips and he like organises he organises them yeah. yeah I've been trying is to like is he going to bring a couple of shaft eyes I don't know he keeps trying to get me to buy one I was like oh, <laughs> I'm not I don't really want the app oh, I'm not going to go into board shapes like that, but so, then the, they're the boards these days the shaft eyes. Yeah, yeah, I saw someone on one yesterday, Daniel. They've started to show up in Wales now. Yeah, for sure. Mm. See, there's Brazilians get everywhere, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, I like, I like my surfboards handmade by a fella that, that I go surfing with on a day-to-day basis. Like, like to me, it's gonna. Uh, there's, you know, until the fella who does that for me, my my dear friend Luke Young, isn't making them anymore. I'm, uh, I, I, you know, the only thing I'd ever do with a good surfboard off the rack would be have a quick look at it and then take some photos. Mm. But do you feel like you're like, like so it, yeah. do you feel like you've got the blinkers on and they're like, uh, I, st- I rode one brand for ages and I changed and it was just like, oh my God, there's a whole new world of fun. I just believe, I believe in, I believe in magic. The person, <laughs> the, the, someone knowing my surfing, making the right board for me. Yeah, but what? Yeah, but he might not have the, <laughs> the view of your surfing that the other guy might have. Well, Sharp Eye has not seen me surf. But if he, he might have seen your stand. Uh, like he yeah. might have seen our standard as surfing yeah. and yeah. gone, "This is the board for that standard." This is my interpretation. And if it's a successful one, sooner or later, Luke will spot, <laughs> on, spot what's going on and. You know, make his own model that's slightly yeah, more I just adapted. Think, I just think there's more yeah. fun. Out, like there's like there's yeah. different. You can write like different. Right, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> come and have a look in the garage before you go. You know, I got big sing gloss. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I just feel like and, you know, each shape has got their own. Yeah. Take on way. take on surfing and the. Yeah. Well, he shaped me one of the best boards I've ever ridden, yeah. and I've got another one being shaped by him now. No, for sure. I think I feel he's a really good shape. I'm just saying like. I get what you're saying because a lot of people. You ride a Mayhem and you ride a JS, they yeah, feel they different. different. But yes, saying that, one of the best shortboards I've ever ridden was a Firewire Cymatic slated design. Exactly, and that's completely it was different amazing. to me. Amazing. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Best yeah, best shortboard I've ever had was uh, was a Surf Prescriptions Doc Lausch, Brad Gerlach's no on board. And, and I got to talk to him, I met him. earlier this year. I yeah, met him in Newport. Yeah. Oh, did you? He tried to get me to come to the factory. I think he was trying to sell me a board. <laughs> me and Rhino met him too earlier this year. And did as well, yeah. No way. Uh, anyway, now speaking of, of episodes previous and future, ads, we're going to, I want to say with Crest, we want to get you as like, as in as ads licensed to sort of come back once you've, once you've finished your, uh, once you've had, once you've finished your twenty-two years, um, which is not that far out now, is it? It's, it's sometime yeah, less spring. than six months, yeah. So, ads, you're gonna you're gonna sit down and with Rhino and I, and we're gonna sort of we're gonna probe your life story out of you. I'd like to listen to that. I'm gonna make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't wait. Um, and then, yeah, you know. In terms of you know, you mentioned you were talking about I'm going to try and do a literary link here. Now I was thinking of it, I scribbled it on the on the cake packet. You were talking about jujitsu as a crossover. So in terms of crossovers, this three way crossover between the grumpy surfer, 
Crest in partnership with Elusive and the Pagans has been a real pleasure to be involved in. So I would like to, I'd like to thank you guys massively for your time, and it's been it's a it's been a real pleasure to have you down in Wales for a flying visit today. Up in Wales, definitely. I tell you what, you're, Wales, oh yeah. you're lucky you haven't cracked on with Welsh jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hot dogs for tea, boys, and all that. Love a bit of Twin Towns even now. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for having us, mate. Yeah, pleasure. It. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Any chance to chat shit about it? Yeah. Cheers, boys. Thanks very much. Thank